Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the afternoon here on Ausbiz, as we usually do. We kick it off with The Call, uh, live here from our Barangaroo Studios. Ten stocks picked by you. I put it to our expert panel. We do it all in an hour on this Thursday, the 28th of July. Welcoming our two experts, uh, Mark Gardner from Macro Capital. And also, have we checked with Border Force? (laughs) Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets in the studio. I, I snuck How in. How are you? I made it through the, the Good barriers. Good to see you. I'm, I'm so excited to be here, Koshi. It's great. Oh. Normally, normally you're a little pinpoint on, on, on my computer there, but... Uh, Wait, so we're excited to have you. So how long has it been since you've been out of Perth? Out of WA. Well, I came here in uh, late in December 2020 because we ran right. the uh, training competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I came uh, to deliver the, the winner, the check for that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. obviously, it's been rolling lockdowns. Couldn't get in, couldn't get out of yeah. WA because yeah, yeah. of uh, Emperor McGowan's decree. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but here we are. I'm yeah. out. They let me but it's fa- fantastic. They to want have me back here though, in the studio. <laughs> You've got to do it more regularly now. All right, let's get into it because both these guys have so much to say and we're so interested in it. Uh, First five stocks in the first half hour, Liontown, Strike Energy, Accent, Charter Hall Group and Helios. And if we can just get a wide shot, Libby, uh, Carl is here with the biggest laptop I've ever seen. You can tell he's a chartist. Got my charts on Um, Exactly. And uh, Mark and I... Um, are just going, we're tablets. feeling quite small at the moment, <laughs> aren't we, on the tablets? So there'll be lots of chart talk today, which is what I always love. And um, follow um, Carl if you're in, really interested in charts, and that, that's your thing. Follow Carl on Twitter. Um, I do. And every day you get a whole bunch of charts and what's on his radar. Uh, wonder if this one's on his radar at the moment. Uh, stock of the day, I thought we'd take a look at Macquarie Bank. Um, updating the uh, 2023 financial year results. Uh, the bank has a capital surplus of $10 billion. Uh, it's only just announced this this morning, uh, saying it's maintaining a cautious stance, conservative approach to capital funding and liquidity. That's big coming from mm. Macquarie, which is usually quite entrepreneurial. Uh, further said the business, uh, it had $774 billion in assets under management. Carl, what did you think of the update? And what do you think of Macquarie at the moment? Well, I think Macquarie have done so well. Yeah. And, you know, obviously uh, market volatility helps them in their markets facing business. They've got a, a banking division now, which is really starting to establish itself and compete. Yeah. Uh, but uh, certainly with the markets facing businesses, uh, so the commodities and the, and, the, and the capital markets, the question is whether the best is behind us and maybe this update is starting to prepare investors for that possibility oh. um, a bit look, of a warning sign so up, yeah, up four bucks this morning i think it, it is too well it's coming off it's come off a little bit off its highs so it's sort of about mid-range at the moment and what would be interesting to see where it closes on the day because we've got that initial response 
is that the update? Is right. it the fact that the Nasdaq was up 4% and maybe mm. the end of the world isn't happening, that we're going to have continued deal flow and all these wonderful things? Um, longer term interest rates have been sort of edging down. Yeah. You know, you know, look, they're deal, they're deal makers and deal facilitators. So if interest, if interest, when interest rates go up, it gets harder for companies to make those deals, to make those deals economic yep. based upon higher rates. Um, when people are uncertain, they tend to trade less. Uh, and, and, and this all flows through. So maybe they're softening us up for it. I know, um, you know, look, I don't want to speak for you guys, but we, we kind of do this every day and it's not hard to um, get a bit pessimistic when the macro picture changes. Maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. So when I said um, it'll be interesting to see how the market responds, I'm always interested on news results to see how the market responds. If we close back towards the lows of the day, I mean, it's starting to just come off right. its highs last time I checked, um, that would be interesting because maybe that first pop is more for um, external uh, bigger market moves and then we're starting to react to the actual announcement. If we close near the highs, then it's happy days. Okay. Um, on the chart, uh, look, I've been a bit of a sceptic on Macquarie on the chart. We've been, we haven't exactly been, um, look, it's, it's not a buy for us on the charts. If anything, we've been telling clients to lighten the load over the last oh. few months in anticipation of some of these factors. Um, I wouldn't say at the moment that call's going so well because it's, 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 to be fair, it's rallied off those lows. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of moving back to more of a neutral position now. I'm looking at that 180 as around about a balance point. It's actually our fair value target is 178. So for this us, is almost on, it is. Yeah. For us, the, the, the rewards and risks are, fine, are balanced. Okay. So I have to then question if reward and risk is fairly balanced. We're not seeing that upside. Why would we be holding it? If we're not holders, we tend to be sellers to go find a, yeah. a better opportunity, something yeah. we've got high conviction on. So on that basis, and I know it's quality and, and I get it, but on that basis, I'm, gonna sell. A few, I'm a sell. Okay. Yeah. Sell on Macquarie. Mark? Yeah, no, I'm in the complete opposite camp to that. Um, we've been an accumulator of this through this whole sort of yep. panic, panic downturn. Um, Look, 53 years um, of track record uh, overall. Uh, the new, you know, well, she's not new CEO now, but the um, a great management team. Um, and look, we've seen the banks in the US uh, overall, the ones with the uh, with the quality trading operations have actually, you know, really, um, you know, smashed the expectations from Wall Street. So, and Macquarie, you know, Miski Well Banks is number one since it listed. So yeah. over that period. Um, and look, return on you know return on equity is has basically been in that top two, you know for you know eye on a decade or more. Um, so you know it's the sort of thing that um, they've bought up a whole heap of gas assets in the um, in the UK. You know if only all companies reported like Macquarie, they tend to under promise and then over deliver. Yep. Um, and continually pull a rabbit out of a hat, for, you know the trading desk with the energy, uh, you know moving all that gas and basically salvage their result, but they, they tend to consistently do that. It's not really just a one-off. So oh. of all, you know, of all the investment banks globally, realistically, these guys have got, you know, half a century of, you know, track record of, yeah. of, of, of over-delivering. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, everyone gets upset when, you know, it's, it's, the, only, it's the only thing in the world where p people get upset that, that the market's on sale. Right. You know, this is one of these bargains that, you know, you, we, we have Sorry, as a staple. Is it, is it a bargain? Yeah, absolutely. Moment? Yep. No, okay. we, look, we'd be, we're happy to accumulate. It's just one of those staples for our portfolios. Okay. All right, let's get into uh, the stocks you want us to take a look at. Sarah wants a view on Liontown, which uh, the big lithium uh, group it has the um, uh, the Kathleen Valley Lithium Project. 
Uh, speaking of Macquarie, Macquarie uh, have um, rated this an outperform only in the last week or so with a price target of $1.85. Um, I do know you follow it closely on the charts. Carl, what do you think of Blindtown? Yeah, I tell you, we, we follow all the lithium uh, yeah. companies. They're just so popular, right? Yeah. So we, you know, obviously clients come to us and say, you know, this is what we're interested in. So it's our job to cover it. it it's, it's one of my preferred picks in the sector right. because they've got such a clear path to get to production. So the ones in production, we're talking about obviously Minres, uh, IGO, Allchem, Pilbara, off the top of my head are the main ones. Yep, yeah. um, they're, they're, uh, they're producing and they're taking advantage of the current high prices. This is part of sort of the next cab off the rank with say a core lithium who are also um, in production, I think very close, Yeah, probably yeah, in close. production now. Um, so they're the ones I think we should focus on rather than the ones that are further out, yeah. okay? Um, so so there's, a, there's a tick there. Uh, they've got to deal with Ford too, don't they? They've, they've signed a, an off-take Ford agreement with Ford and Tesla, yeah. Yeah. Uh, LG. Um, so every, as, as I've followed this, and I've followed it for about 18 months now, they've continued to do exactly what they've said they're going to do. Right. Um, so all tick, 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 tick. And again, it's one of my preferred exposures. And then there's always the but. Yeah. And the but for me is still the chart. Um, so on the way up, we love the lithium stocks. It, they were all over my, my Twitter list, as you know. Uh, now I, I just need to see them to get uh, see them get a little bit more man, man, momentum back. So there's there's a good story, and then there's a good story that is getting traction in the market. Yeah. There's a good story that people are uh, voting with their capital, okay, and withholding supply from the market on for the same reason, okay, with limited supply, um, increased demand. Price has to go up. That's economics 101. It's getting better. Look at that. You can just sort of just see it turning up there. I've gone from, uh, I think, I, well, I haven't. In my last uh, client update, we said, okay, well, we're going to go from a sell position on these uh, because we have been taking profits. We're back to a hold. I'm going to stick with a hold for now. To get to a buy, I would need to see it get above about 140. Close right. above 140. Okay. You know I like to see the momentum establish itself. I yeah. won't ever pick the bottom. That's yeah. not my style. Yeah. But I think it'll have enough momentum to then carry it further up. Okay. All right. Mark? Yeah, I, I agree with a fair bit of what Carl's saying. Um, look, we've, this, is a, this is a stock for a buoyant market. It is next cab off the rank, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, they are, they are delivering what they say. Um, but um, for me, I mean, look, we've... We've had this on, you know, clients have had, you know, smaller positions um, in Lion Town on, um, and it was obviously fairly horrible watching it trade down, you know, in the 80s. Um, yep. We've taken the opportunity in the last week to, to sell out and get into the, um, into the producers. So both Alcom and, um, and Pilbara have basically given quarterly updates where they're anywhere from 85 to 90% margin on, and they're increasing their capacity in shipments, yep. etc. And look, upside at the moment, PLS and Alcom, realistically, if, you know, if Liontown's going to go up, it's probably going to outpace it, but only just. Where, whereas, you know, we, we, you know, it's all well and good. You know, it was only six weeks ago we were, you know, sitting around scratching our heads, you know, wondering whether there was going to be another leg down. Um, I think at the moment you probably take your opportunity to to switch into those producers for a bit of safety because we are still in a bear market and there is still uh, there's still some uncertainty but I agree if if we continue to rally and the coast is completely clear and you know that the whole um, down move was just you know a whole big chicken little moment you know where we yeah. thought the sky was falling and it wasn't well then yeah absolutely you'd be buying this on stop um, through that 140 level but 
I think at these at these prices at the moment, those those guys that are actually making making money okay. now yeah. or printing money now at the ninety percent margin are probably a better option. But yeah, no, I, I really like this one. It's a good it's a good quality company, but. Just, okay. I just, I always. So, would you have that as a hold as well? Oh, I'd be, I'd be switching no. to the producers at the okay. moment. So, so, yeah, but I, no. I, I totally agree. In a more buoyant market, it will out, it will outpace um, okay. like explorers generally. But Carl, you, you were saying, uh, while it's a hold, if it gets above a dollar forty, close above one forty, but I, you like the producers better anyhow. Look, like I, Mark. yeah. Look, as Mark <clears> says, <throat> we're we're not out of the woods yet. You know, right. so. Because the risks are there, do you want to be... Now, look, if, if, you, if you're going to be a hero and get in before we've got a bit more certainty, you'll make more money. Yeah. But obviously, you're taking the risk of that next leg down. Yeah. Um, so it's a trade-off. So I'm saying make a bit less money, yeah. but have a bit more certainty yeah. that the trend is established. Yeah. And that's right. the decision you always have to make okay. as an investor. All right. Uh, Richard wants to be on Strike Energy. Richard says Carl covered... This stock a few months ago, like a bit of an update. He's gone uh, he has. <laughs> uh, through an update quite extensively, of, um, saying Strike's aiming to be a net zero producer of gas and urea, with net zero to be mm. achieved by 2030. It's transitioning from explorer to developer to producer uh, in early 2023. What did you think of it? Well, I think it's a good segue from the last one because I think there's something really special here potentially, okay, oh, okay. with Pro Project Haver. So that's their urea uh, plant near Geraldton yep. uh, to, uh, to be, um, uh, to be uh, supplied uh, yep. by the, uh, the gas they're producing from their uh, Perth Basin operations. And I don't think the market's kind of factoring in that too much. I mean, we've got about a 560 market cap off the top of my head, which is, you know, I think is more than what the, the, the gas assets are worth. So I think there's some element of it in there. But it, it, look, it could be you know, a real company maker for them. But it's, it, what we said before is, do you get in now and try and get a lower price uh, on the assumption that 100% is going to happen, yeah. and it's going to hit, it's going to be amazing, or do you wait until the market's starting to have a bit more belief in it, the market's starting to move in, the chart starts to turn up, uh, yeah. and then you get in. So um, Richard's covered it so well, as you say. We've got yeah. literally a whole paragraph here yeah. of notes. Um, and uh, look, I can't... They're, they're, we're, we're still pre-final final investment decision on Project Haber, um, but they're at the procurement stage. So, you know, they've done the, the, the DFS and the PFS, DFS engineering studies. Um, so that's all done. So, look, obviously funding, uh, therefore, is an issue. We've got to raise about $80 million for it. So there's still some things that can go wrong. Richard says, I just want, I want to answer Richard's question. Yeah. I think that's important that we, we do that. So he talks about... Um, Kosh Industries? Yep. Any relation? No relation whatsoever, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> They've got a 15-year offtake agreement for 100% of the urea, urea that's um, projected to be produced. And that's wonderful to have those. It's a key element, mm. but it's non-binding. Okay, so right. that's, you know, take that with a pinch of salt as well. They can, they can pull out. Um, the gas side of things uh, is all on track. They've had um, better than expected results at uh, both uh, West Aragoa and uh, Wailering. So tick, 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 tick. Um, yeah, it's just the chart. The, I'm back to the chart where the chart's a bit flat. And it's one that's on my watch list. No doubt Richard knows I watch it as well. Um, I just want to see a little bit more momentum. The, the recent pullback there is more to do with the pullback in oil prices more generally and yeah. gas prices more generally, I think, than anything they're doing operationally. So that, I think that's partly good news. But at the end of the day, you need the price to go up to make money. Yeah. Uh, until it does, I won't be putting it in front of the clients just yet. I'm a, I'm a hold. I think there's enough in right. the chart to hold it, but I'm not a buy. If it starts to move into those mid-30s, 
Yep. That's when I'm going to start to get interested. Okay. Mark? Yeah, it, uh, I would echo Carl's comments there, really. Um, it's a hold if you've got it. Um, but at the moment, obviously, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, it had a low of around about 15. We're sort of back up around you know, the 27 area now. So, you know, if you'd probably, like... It would almost be an OCO, one cancels the other. You'd either buy on stops with momentum or try to buy the bottom of the range with it. Um, and look, you've got you know, great options like Santos, Woodside, etc. at the moment. Yeah. It depends on what sort of investor you are. I mean, it, um, and look, that cycle of coming into production is always, you know, usually very fruitful for miners and gas and oil explorers. So, um, but I think you can probably wait to see how, how it plays out and a, few, a couple more updates because it can get cheaper really quickly as we saw sort of more, you know, uh, probably about a month ago um, yeah. or, sort of, or the latter half of last year. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. We, this is the sort of thing that you you start to see volumes pick up and I think, and you know, and the trend probably, you know, start to kick up and that's when you want to be um, getting into that, this sort of thing. Um, but, you know, while, while you've got, um, you know, the Santoses and the Woodsides of the world producing great results and paying dividends, well... You yeah. probably just stick with the safety there for now from an investing like But watch this. Yeah, watch yeah, this absolutely watch this. Chart. Yeah, no, that 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 kick up like we saw it's a good example of it last year. Mincor went into production and you know, it it's raced from a dollar to nearly two bucks and pretty much held ground. Yeah. Which I mean is in the nickel, but a very similar point in the cycle to where strike is kinda of right now. So there's um I think I've tweeted before there's a there's a like a classic sort of chart of, you know, Exploration, the price usually peaks, and then obviously there's all the capex expenditure, yep. etc., and then everything drifts back down before it comes into into production. So, right. that's a pretty handy guide when dealing with these yeah. sorts of stocks, is because it, it, that pattern's very much repeating, and you can almost see it really in this now. Okay. So, good point. All right, let's go from resources to uh, retail. Taylor wants a view, uh, Mark, on Accent Group, uh, four hundred and. 20 retail stores across Australia. Well, they look after uh, athletes' foot sketchers, hype DC, platypus shoes, um, big footwear retailer. What do you think of uh, Accent? Yeah, look, I've been pretty positive on the retail sector, just given how much it's fallen, uh, consumer yeah. discretionary, uh, just as a general rule. Um, obviously, I mean, I, this is probably not one of my necessarily one of my preferred ones, um, but from a trading aspect, I think it's a very... You know, they'll have a, an upcoming earnings report in the next month. So, I mean, I think you can probably safely buy a small portion of this and you know, set your stop below the low and, you know, and wait for the result, basically. But, um, yeah, we, we did a lot of work on some of the, on the retailers. Um, we, more preferred names are probably, say, you know, Nick Scarly or uh, Adairs um, and, you know, some of his... Found, you know, Nick Scully being found a lead, and, and it's been hit yeah. quite hard. So, um, but you know, JB Hi-Fi sort of led the way. Where you know, share price has been sold off quite significantly, and then they come out with a quarterly update, which is a seven percent record profit. So, um, you know, things aren't as bad as as you know financial. So, have, there, have the analysts got this wrong generally in that retail group? Look at the accent chart yeah. there. And you could lay that across virtually every retailer mm. at the moment because everyone's going, oh, no, everyone brought forward their spending on sofas and homewares and clothing and footwear, all buying online. Mm. Uh, line when we were uh, locked up in our lounge rooms and we wanted something to do with our money. And, and then all of a sudden mm. these updates, 
from the retailers have been fantastic. Well, I've had accent on the on the call before, and I yeah. said then I, I I categorically think the analysts have got it wrong. The, right. the reasoning behind them, you know, every it wasn't actually statistically backed um, investment thesis that they were saying. Oh, everyone's yeah. bought something in COVID, they're never going to buy again. I mean. There was no proof of that, and there's yeah. no proof in any of that. The retail sales numbers have continued to really strong. continue to rise. Unemployment's at three and a half percent. It's the economy. They're just, they're just believing the media, well, the doom and gloom the, in the media. Yeah, look, rather and, than the reality. And it's you know, it, I, like I said, this isn't my preferred, but just pretty much most of okay. most of that retail sector. I'm, I, look, like I said, I'd, I'd be happy to buy this here. Um, and I said, I think the low was around that sort of 113 mark. I mean, you set your stop at 108. It's a pretty pretty good risk reward trade because it could quite okay. significantly rally from here. Right. Um, but yeah, look, it's um, yeah. I think the analysts just flatly got it wrong. So. Okay, Carl. Yeah, well, you look. I, I'm not averse to retail. I, I think yeah. they are oversold. I think some really cheap stocks out there, uh, assuming things don't. The economy doesn't fall off the cliff. Yeah. And that's the market, isn't it? You've got to make yeah. that call as yeah. to where you think things are going. Well, and nobody well, knows. Well, Jerome Powell overnight came out and said, US is not in a recession. How can any economy be, a, <laughs> well, be in a recession with full employment? And Jim Chalmers this morning um, we, saying, we don't know, no recession. We don't know. I mean, look, it's the, the central bankers are driving the car looking in the rearview mirror. Yeah. So if you've gone off the cliff, you won't know until you see the edge of the cliff in the rearview mirror right. until the data starts to tell you that. And look, consumer sentiment surveys over there in the US have literally, if you look at the chart, have fallen off the cliff. Right. The last uh, NAHB, National Home Builders Association, it's a very forward-looking indicator for the US housing market, literally went over the yeah. top. Um, housing uh, permits and starts were all turning down. Now these were very early stages, yeah. um, as you say. you know. But Powell gets all of that. Yeah, he does. He does get all of that, and would hope so. Yeah, of yeah. course, look, <laughs> look, of course, and that's why central banks and, are and given think, our sort of. Well, he, so, he softened, his, he softened his rhetoric, didn't yeah. he? He softened his rhetoric, yeah. and 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 the the goal is to um, manage this soft landing. And as we get closer and closer to the soft landing, or as we start to see evidence that that's going to occur, yeah. markets confidence come back, markets will go up. And it's all that old trade-off as well. Do I get in now and bet that it's going to happen, or do I wait for a yep. bit more evidence? Um, look, back to Accent One, very yeah. discretionary into the market. Their update on Friday last week wasn't great, though. They said, right. look, sales have slowed. Um, the you know, rising uh, cost of living are impacting yep. uh, consumers because we're in that discretionary end. So. Um, not impacting my kids yet. They're still uh, they're still going gangbusters, <laughs> but I generally tell them to go ask their grandparents, Koshi, and right. let, the, let the grandparents sort it out. Um, but I, that, that's a bit of a concern for me. Look, as, as Mark said, it's not my preferred pick in the sector. I think baby bunting looks better. Oh, okay. It's yep. not discretionary. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think go there. Yep. Um, Nick Scarley, I think looks better than that, but not as good as baby bunting in my opinion just on the charts right. Right. Yeah, but, we the, like baby bunting but, as well, but we those know. charts are turning up so right. accent hasn't done the work on the chart yet right. to reflect that there's enough demand out there to say this situation is turning around right. so go if you want to be retail go for some of those other okay. ones is probably what i say one that's out of left field is kogan that move today if, oh, that, if, if that sticks... That got, got a horrible result today. If, if that moves... But, the, but look at the market reaction. Right. So if that moves today sticks, that's going to start to look up at the bottom of that trend mm, as well. OK. Yeah. If you, if you want to bottom fish something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's looked an orphan for a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> um, now, Dee wants a view, uh, uh, Carl, on Charter Hall Group. 
Uh, it's been sold down quite a bit from its previous highs. Yeah. Is a stock the panel would recommend buying at this stage? Charter Hall, the big property group. Yeah. Property developer. Man, more manager, is it? And lots of funds. A fund manager. Look, fund it, manager. It, it bought Paradise. Property market. Bought yeah. Paradise, yeah. which was a bit baffling to us, maybe a bit baffling to a few others out yeah. there. They, I, we thought they, were, they should just stick to their knitting. Um, but I guess they have this goal of being this great big, um, you know, all asset manager. Yeah. It's look, it's an interesting one. Uh, but prior to that purchase, it was you know top two of our uh, our REIT pick. We don't cover a lot of REIT stocks at the moment because we don't have a lot of conviction in that sector. Yeah. Um, so it's not, not one we're covering right now. Last time I was on this show it was sort of sixteen. Chart was turning down. I said uh, sell it. I'm going to say I'm going to stick with that call today because look at that right. chart. It just yeah. it's just not picking up. And as much as I can see the quality there, it's hard to see the, the growth um, the growth outlook justifying the valuation just just okay. right now. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna so stick my stick my original call and go sell just looking at that chart. Mark. Trend is your friend. Yeah, I, I'm not particularly interested in this one. Um, within the sector, well, within the REIT sector, um, our pick is sort of CIP, even within Charter Hall's products. Um, That's Centurion Industrial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which is sort of yeah. still trading, you know, 25 odd percent below NTA. Yeah. Um, and sort of just has been grinding higher in recent time. Um, within the Charter Hall uh, product line, the you know, CLW, the Long Whale REIT, yeah. is pretty good as well. So. Yeah. You know, if you want something from these guys, I think that's you know that that does fairly well. It's a nice yeah. sort of diversified, um, uh, you okay. know, long whale REIT as well. Yeah. So uh, look, it has surprised um, pretty well on the last two uh, reports um, against sort of analyst expectations. So there may be a reporting season play in there if um, if you want to get mm. involved. But but overall, I think um, I think there's I think there's yeah, it's pretty short term, and I think there's probably better options within okay. within the space, particularly some of these REITs with really good stats, low debt, long whales, mm. trading below NTA, um, that yield probably about a percent and a half more than these yeah. guys are, are available at, at, at the moment. Okay. So, yeah, that'd be where right. I'd be heading. Uh, Ryan wants a view, Mark, on Helios, the healthcare company in pathology, medical centres and imaging. What do you think of Helios? Yeah, look, we, we follow this pretty closely. It's another one that has tended to surprise to the upside, I think three out of the last four sort of uh, earnings reports. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about these, this one, just with the transition from, obviously there was massive, um, yeah. you know, massive pathology growth because they had all the contracts for the COVID testing, et cetera. But, um, and, and the margins they made, uh, I mean, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's us, yeah. it's us taxpayers. The mm. margins they made on these, well, uh, they, but they were pretty much massive. Yeah, the only ones that could handle the, you know, the sheer volume, really. So, yeah. um, I with guess no overheads can, except a tent in a car park. You've got to yeah. make, you've got to make <laughs> life saving. Look, you've got to make hay while the sun is shining, oh, yeah. and, and uh, that's capitalism. Capitalism is it? Yeah, you need yeah. to have that incentive, that economic incentive is in there to well, come and plug yeah. the gap. It was a big incentive. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just, just they've, they've got day surgeries and medical yes. centres, etc. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just think the the accounts just could be a little bit. You know, murky for you know, possibly the next update, right. possibly the, the further, yeah. you know, you know, the next one along again. Um, we sort of prefer Sonic um, in this, yeah. um, and also at the moment, well, something with a little bit of safety is sort of Ramsey, which is subject to that KKR, um, is trading oh, yeah. well below where 
I think that takeover offer will come down, but I mean, it's still, you know, okay. if you're still worried about markets, it's, it's, it's yeah. about a 15 to 18% from, at least from where that, um, that initial uh, $88 um, okay. dollar price tag was. But, then, but look, I, I, I don't think I'd take the risk over, okay. um, over reporting season with this one. I want to see the result. Carl? Yeah, I think you know, the chart kind of says it all. And I think uh, investors, especially longer-term investors, defensive self-managed super fund investors, often fall into this narrative of, well, healthcare is defensive. Yeah. And therefore, it's safe. And therefore, <laughs> you know, it's bought-proof in my portfolio. I'll never yeah. sell them. But we, we see stocks go up and down. And, you know, 550 is the peak, 370 is the current price. And, you know, that's a substantial whack of off your holding there. So understand that there is an underlying business. It's uh, revenues versus expenses equals profits. Yeah. And if profits aren't expected to grow as much as they were on that up bit, uh, the price has to come down. And that's yeah. kind of where they are. They are cycling a big bump in earnings from that COVID testing. They've got uh, rising input costs, rising wages. Wages are a massive part yeah. of what they do. And um, there are still uh, COVID disruptions in just terms of uh, people are sick and yeah. getting staff to do the procedures that earn the revenue mm. to cover those costs. And I think that's where they're headed. So I'm a little bit more cautious on these. The other trap I think investors fall into is to, uh, they might go onto their whatever platform, web platform they, they use, dial up the code, and they see a PE uh, of seven, of, uh, you know, FY22 PE is expected to be seven, dividend yields expected to be 4.6%. But that's now, markets are looking into the future. And because those earnings are expected to come down in that cycle, next year's PE is not seven, next year's PE is 16. Right. That's, okay. a, that's a big difference. Yep, Next year's sure dividend is. yield is 3.8. Yeah. So you, you can't be angered to this idea that healthcare is defensive and that a low PE and a high dividend is bulletproof either. Really good point. Because it changes. So um, we're, we're unfortunately sell on this one, but a bit like a few of these um, stocks today, there are the ones in the sector we do like. So ResMed, mm -hmm. I think, right. looks really, really good. CSL, obviously, a stalwart, uh, yeah. and Cochlear, all three right. other op options in that healthcare space if you're looking to put one in your Which portfolio. Which are quality and global yeah. as well. And the charts are looking good. Okay. Uh, let's uh, recap the uh, the first five stocks. Uh, Macquarie, a uh, stock of the day, a sell from Carl, a buy from Mark Liontown. Um, a hold from Carl, if it gets above $1.40, start to look interested in it. Uh, a no from Mark, he likes the producers like Alchem. Um, strike, uh, a hold from both, but on the watch list. Uh, accent, a, um, a no from Carl. He prefers baby bunting if you want to look at uh, the retail sector. Um, a yes from Carl, but his preferred in the retail is Nick Scarly. Uh, Charter Hall, a sell from Carl, a no from Mark. If you want something in Charter Hall, look at the Whale REIT, which um, delivers consistently. And Helios, uh, a sell. Um, uh, from Carl, I know from Mark, uh, they prefer Sonic and, and ResMed in this healthcare space. Here on the call, we're tracking our own fantasy uh, high conviction growth fund as selected by the Investment Committee. Latest episode of the committee meeting uh, is on ausbiz.com. So, um, and the next one I think is on Monday, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday will be going live, the Investment Committee, for the monthly update. Uh, last uh, month, uh, they dropped uh, Tyro, Qantas, Frontier, Digital Ventures and Tabcorp and Steadfast. They added Babcorp up the cash. And if you look at uh, how it's been going so far, down about 3% since the 1st of March. To give you a benchmark, um, the growth index is down about 15%. So the Investment Committee 
reasonably happy with how it's been going given the market. Keep sending your requests in for the call, of course. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Let's take a look at the next five stocks. We're going to have a look at Viva Leisure, Max7 Technologies, Incitec Pivot, DGL Group and Virgin Money. Uh, Mark, um, Janet, Jeremy wants a view on Viva Leisure. The, uh, they own health clubs and fitness and uh, such as Club Line, Ladies Only, Cycle Life, a uh, whole bunch of swim schools as well right across Australia. What do you think of uh, Viva? Yeah, it's not really something that we've sort of been in, in our investing sphere. It's fairly small cap. Um, I think I've had this one before and had just had a sell on the back of the market general market conditions. Um, look, it, it looks fairly cheap. Um, it's almost back sort of towards COVID lows here at the moment. Um, yeah. But the chart looks really ugly. It does. And and I yeah. and I don't really. <clears throat> You know, I've, we've just had a good three months of catching falling knives, so yeah. I'm, I'm really reluctant to be, you know, and then to that, be doing it again. Is that whole sector being tainted by the issues at F45 as well, oh, uh, look, which promised the earth and it's been a shocker? Yeah, look, with, with I mean, even with the market recovering about 7.5% from the lows now, yeah. we're about to go into earnings season and there's a lot of companies that will, you know, you'll likely... You know that are pretty cheap and they're going to deliver really good results and and head back up and pay a dividend. So it's just not somewhere I yeah. I would generally play. It's not no, nothing against the company at all, um, but that doesn't that just doesn't look like something I, I want to try and pick no. the bottom on at the moment. I think you I would assume you possibly agree, but <laughs> <laughs> don't need to assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to assume. You saw the chart, so I yeah, can't yeah. I can't possibly disagree. But yeah. I agree. It looks cheap. I mean, yeah, it, does, it does on all the metrics. It looks crazy cheap down here. So it's tough. It's tough. What do you do when the market doesn't agree with you, right? Yeah. Do you hang on and say, no, I'm going to hang in there and eventually the market will catch up to my way of thinking? Jeez, that's a horrible or position. do you take your medicine <laughs> and go do something better with the yeah. money? And unfortunately, yeah. as cheap as I think it looks, it doesn't matter what I think, Koshi. Yeah. It matters what the market's doing. That's yeah. how you make money. Um, so I, I'm going to have so to if go. if you're in it, sell it. Oh, if you're in it, sell it. Well, if you can't yeah. find yeah. a reason to hold it. You should have done it. If you're going to sell it, well, you should have done it in June and got the deduction. Yeah, but I mean, you look at a chart like that and some people go, oh, that's bound to bounce. Yeah. You know, people look at things differently. You know, yeah. I look at that and go, well, that's going to keep going down. Yeah. Okay. And some people go, oh, that's bound to bounce. But it was maybe, it looked the same if you wheel back a month and wheel back a month. You just didn't have the extra bit at the end yet. Yeah. So yeah. who's to say it won't keep going down? Yeah. If you need any convincing to sell it, just find a friend who's owned Zip for the last year and they'll probably convince you that discipline is your friend. So. But then zip, Zip's back up. So maybe well, that's yeah. it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, it's, no. It's not, not, not up that much. Yeah, see, I want, well, now it's up 30, 25% in the last week. And I must admit, because yeah. I know the blokes, um, and I just thought, oh, oh, they're being absolutely hammered here. Yep. And you bring in your own history. I, I was involved in a startup that actually got sold into Zip, mm -hmm. and I got Zip shares ah, okay. as my exit at something like $4. And I thought, great, 
taking my money and run. Yeah. There's the exit. Then Zip went up to six, and I thought, jeez. Mm, so I bought back in at six, and then I thought, nah, this isn't good for my ticker. It's too, a bite yeah. pay later is, is too hard. Yeah. And so I just got out, saw it go up to nine, and thought, I'm an idiot, and I've just watched it drop. But the, the, the business is quite a good business, and to be slapped down to 30 cents two weeks ago, but now around 60. 50 or 60. Look, you know, here's the thing. This is the this is the this is why it's so hard to get out of that losing position because yeah. of this belief that as soon as I do, like there's see that little camera there. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. got a direct feed to the director of the ASX, <laughs> and he's watching me, Koshi, and he knows as soon as I hit that sell button, he goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Everybody start buying, yeah. right? And, and the market's got to be bound to go up. Oh, it's not true. It doesn't We're happen. We're just human, aren't we? <laughs> follow, that's the problem. Follow the trends. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Oh, that's why I love doing this. Uh, this show because I get surrounded by experts because you do get too emotional like everyone does as an investor. Um, all right, uh, Alan, uh, that was sort of a, uh, almost a confessional then, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, let's, let's get back to the uh, the real business of why we're here. Alexander Mark wants to be on Max 7 Technologies. It's in uh, healthcare services again in imaging and data sharing and storage. Um, what do you think of Max 7? Yeah, look, there's obviously been a little bit of a recovery in the chart recently. Um, again, it's it's been a long way down. Um, I don't necessarily mind the business, but it's been unprofitable for the last five years. Not really um, sort of the profile we're sort of hunting around for at the moment. Um, and, and from a price action point of view, you know, ProMedicus um, is you know similar in the you know, mm. similar space, yeah. and its price action's been pretty outstanding for a company yeah. with a PE above 100. So, yeah. you know, that's where I, I would probably trust in the you know in something that that it, despite the the heavy downturn in stocks with those sort of high PE you know um, zero yield characteristics has actually hung in there really well. Um, I think it's likely to springboard higher. Um, right. So that, look, that would be my preference. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's just not an area necessarily where I want to be playing at the moment. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Carl? So unfortunate for Mark 7, isn't it? That every time it gets talked about probably around trading desks, mm. yeah. Prometicus comes yeah. into the conversation yeah. and for me, I'm, I'm, I tend to agree with that. I think that's the better pick out of the two. They're very similar, not the same businesses, yeah. but they are targeting the same you know, customers yeah. ultimately. So I don't hate Mark, Mark 7. I just don't think I'd want to buy it over, say, ProMedicus. And I probably don't need to say much more than that, Koshi, when you yeah. think about and, it. And also, it, it just goes to show you of executive teams building up confidence in markets, does it? You know, oh, the confidence couldn't have been clearer really over the last. You yeah, know, you, you've you've known where the pockets of, um, you know, the lack of faith have been very yeah. clearly over yeah, the last yeah. three months. So. Really counts a lot. All right, uh, Zara wants a view, um, Carl, on Instec Pivot, the big fertilizer, um, and uh, they are in explosives. As yes, well, they are. Aren't they yes. and uh, benefited from uh, uh, the Ukraine war. Um, on the on the fertilizer market, yeah, not well, on the explosive market. Exactly, yeah. Instadec, so, Pivot, and Orica, the two in the, yes. the two big ones. So yeah, so obviously, um, uh, is it uh, Russia or Ukraine or both? Yeah. I can't remember. Big producers of about thirty odd percent the, plus yeah. of the world's the, yeah. supply. Yeah. So these guys have had a little bit of a, a bull market. Um, 
you know, and again, is that going to continue? Is it not going to continue? Um, I, I, your, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, they also want to de demerge the business as well, don't they? They're looking to, to split off the explosive divisions from the uh, fertiliser business. Um, again, it's probably in that category that um, I think risks are fairly balanced simply because of the potential volatility in that underlying market. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to back the trend in the stock, which is still pretty good. It'd be good right. to get the, the chart up there. Yeah. You can see how it's yeah. just sort of turning up. Didn't yeah. pull back so much with the rest of the market, just turning up. I can get to, I'm easily at a hold here. Um, the only thing that's holding me back from going for, uh, for a buy is just the valuation. It's not the cheapest stock out there. It's around, roughly at our sort of fair value target here. But on the basis of the overall trend, happy to go a hold. Okay. Mark? Yeah, look, we really like this one. Um, we've, sort of, we've, we've had it on for quite a while now. Um, a lot of those defensive agriculture stocks, I mean, obviously, you know, things like Elders and Instatech Pivot, etc., have been... Um, as the market sort of rallied back, people have decided to, you know, probably switch that money into, you know, um, other other general picks. Um, yeah. Obviously, foot and mouth scared a few people just as a sector point of view. But um, I think Australia-wise, we're you know we're going to have really favourable agricultural conditions for you know likely two years. Yeah. Um, the the fertiliser prices have pulled back in the states. Um, obviously, the you know the reverse effect is happening over there with droughts and things like that. Um, I think the split in the business is a good thing overall. Uh, analysts have generally um, are of that view as well, um, so I'm ha happy to sort of take their word for it there. But um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Carl. I'm pretty happy to sort of buy the dip in in this stock. It, um, it's it, you know this is sort of the third third little dip that it's had on the way back on the on the way back up on this uptrend. So. And I think um, the outlook for the business um, is is pretty good as well. So right. I, I I think it probably justifies you know the, the higher PEs. So yeah, look, very happy to buy okay. at the moment. I think the, the foot, like, something like Elders, which just had a record okay. profit, is um, has really you know gotten absolutely belted. I think that's probably worth a look as well. But um, these these guys are out of cycle yeah. reporting, so you probably don't need to look at it. So until so you buy into it for the split. Um, as well, like you, you bought into Woolies to um, uh, to get the Endeavour shares. You bought into Tab Corp ahead so mm. you could get shares I, in I the Watery Corporate. Is that is that a tactic that you use? I think they're both fairly good businesses. So right. you know, as a as a whole, I you know, I'm happy to probably happy right. to own both. Realistically, it um, one's probably and, more ex, more exposed to construction with the explosives part. Um, right. I'd probably prefer the agriculture part. But and um, over Orica, uh, yeah, probably at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm, okay. All right. Uh, over Orica. Well, it's, it, look, it, it's still one business at the moment. To answer your question, yeah, so yeah. you're still buying one business. Um, I think still like the business yeah. that, that it is before getting um, too excited about things getting split up. But this is a really, it is a cyclical business. Understand if you're that sleep at night investor, um, you know where this sits in your portfolio as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. But over Orica. Um, Do you prefer Orica? I haven't, I, I, let me look yeah, at the Orica okay. chart. Right. Well, I haven't looked at that chart for a little while. I can tell you very quickly. No, Oracle looks great. I'd buy right. I'd buy Oracle over this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. On the chart. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Heine, um Carl wants a view on DGL mm. Group. This is a really interesting uh, company. It's in the transport business.
but transporting uh, chemicals and hazardous materials and storing them and managing the processing of it as well. Uh, what do you think of DGL? Well, again, a, a really um, interesting, solid business here as well, and uh, riding the cycle a little bit too, so understand that. Yeah. Um, again, you, you kind of look at some of the metrics, uh, using broker consensus numbers here, trading at six times this year's earnings. Uh, and, you know, this year's earnings are largely in the bag, right? Well, they are in the bag. When I say this year's, I mean FY22. So um, seven or eight times next year's earnings. It does go up to sort of 12 and 12. So it's reflecting that cycle, reflecting that the E part of the equation is expected to come down. Um, and the dividend yield is about 8% at the moment, and that'll drop to around about 4 or 5%. So um, on that basis, doesn't look crazy expensive here, you've got a reasonable yield supporting, um, but again, it, it, it is that, it's a, it's a, it's a cyclical business, right? Yeah. So understand where it sits within your portfolio. Um, I would, again, have to defer to the chart here uh, and say that it's not something that, um, you know, speak, speaks to me on that sort of, uh, you know, that visceral, I, I need to buy this level. And you know, okay. we know what I like to see, gosh, you like to see yeah. bottom left, Top right, the market is convinced. Yeah. Okay, I, so many stocks we've talked about today, I've said, well, reward and risk are balanced. We're yeah. not sure, but that's the market we're in. It's a yeah. tough market. Yeah. Um, so I'm still very much telling clients, um, still have very high cash levels. Yeah. Um, and then we're just waiting for some of these trends to establish before we start to, okay. to put that back in. All right, Mark, DJ. Yeah, I'd be waiting for confirmation of a turn as well, really. Like, I mean, it had a high, sort of we're in the mid fourth, Four dollar forty. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you miss the first 10, 15 percent, I mean, there's still a lot of upside in this thing. So, yeah. um, they've done a lot of acquisitions recently. I don't necessarily yeah. know a like, huge amount of specifics about that, but there's, you know, there's been multiple acquisitions. So, I definitely would would wait and and have a look at you know how the books look. Um, after all that, because it's sort of been described by a few analysts as a bit of a buying spree, um, yeah. which may be fantastic. We, we just we just don't know. This has only been around since yeah. June last year, so how do you bet them in? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they, you know, whether they've got a great track record of, of integrating those businesses or not, well, you know, is still yet to be seen. So, yeah, I think you, yeah, it's it has pulled back by nearly half. Um, so look, there's you can afford to wait because if it's going to go back to those highs well, you've got plenty of time to um you know to, to see that play out and see the volume pick up okay. so yeah look it, it's it'd be watch list for me okay. but but, it, but yeah look it, it does it looks like a really impressive business and you know one of the very few that ipo june last year that it'd be um you know that it'd still be showing 100 well 100 gain or 150 percent gain so yeah. um yeah okay. impressive impressive but um yeah just just wait and see all right, let's go back to financials. Uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you about Virgin Money. Um, I'm going to ask you, Carl, after, but also after you talk about Virgin Money, I'm going to ask you to bring up the zip chart. Okay. Because <laughs> I be notice fun. on our ticker, that'll be fun. It's up 16% again today. Oh, yeah, today. No, yeah, it is. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's up, well, yeah, yeah. And what Carl sees in his charts on it. Um, um, Virgin Money. Uh, in the financials, everyone goes, oh, Virgin Money, what does that do? Well, it actually owns the Clydesdale Bank, Yorkshire Bank in the UK. It's really a UK bank, isn't it? A oh, couple of banks yeah. with Virgin Money. Um, is it worth looking at this compared with local financials? 
Um, from a long-term investment point of view, absolutely not. Um, right. But but I've traded this one around earnings seasons, you know, a couple of times. Um, not last earnings season, but the two prior to that. Um, and it was they were really good, quick results. Um, so you really, and then it then the volume just dies. So oh, okay. you need to be in and out. And that and when when the volume dies, it just okay. drifts and drifts. So and for drifts. a trader, you can think about for a normal yeah. investor who wants it. And from that. and the reason why, from an investment grade point of view, it really deals in lower grade debt. Right. Um, okay. Which you know, if we do get this recession, then everyone's talking about, or we have a global slump, then you know this is where this is definitely where you don't want to be. Right. The UK economy, Brexit and change of power, it's a, it's just a mess at the moment. And so, yeah. I you know I I we've got so I mean, stock of the day obviously yeah, yeah. You know, has a 53 yeah. year track record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. look, if you're if you're of the short term um, ilk, uh, it, it is one that can you know really sharply turn up and then. But my advice would be, you know, be, be wary of hanging on, and expecting too much more of you know beyond a couple of weeks after the reporting. Okay, uh, Carl, Virgin Money. Yeah, look, pretty similar, and it, it is my views tainted by I guess the you know the economic outlook in the UK, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just again, it's, it, you, there has to be a compelling reason to say this is the one I'm going to pick yeah, over okay. all others. And I just can't, I can't find it here as much as I look at it. And um, the chart is looking pretty, pretty dour as well. You can see there. It's, okay. Um, so top no left, on the top left, bottom right. No, yeah. And again, you know, a lot of these times um, you have to, you know, we, we say, oh, I don't like it. But you have to say, well, if you wouldn't buy it, why would you hold it sort of a thing as well? Yep. So, and it was, so it was so a perpetual like, underperformance, like Clydesdale so, yeah. Bank. And... Uh, they just put a fancy new ribbon on it and called it Virgin Money. I mean, oh, it's, it's uh, pretty. And, and Nab flogged it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, and lost loads of it. So yeah, it, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. It's it's not somewhere where you need to okay. be. All right. Uh, Zip. I think Zip looks good here. I actually, I actually, <laughs> I actually uh, think let's, it looks let's good. See, see the chart. I think Libby's well, dived into our database as well. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't look like much there. I mean, you need you need to see the candlesticks, but the candlesticks they're these white. I talk about keep you know yeah, I keep talking yeah, about my white yeah, candlesticks, yeah. but they're getting bigger and bigger, which is really impressive. Um, I, I wouldn't run out and do it today. I mean, we've gone you know sub 50, 150. There's 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 a bit of accumulated profit there for the people that managed to jump on. As they, Blimey, you've tripled your money well, exactly. in two weeks. Yeah, so, so, so some of that will come out. Right. But what I do see here is supply removal. So there's like what we can't see here is a huge influx in volume. So have a look here, Kosh, yeah, these volume yeah, yeah. bars. Oh, massive volume. So, so you can see that the supply that's sitting on this market every day, the only way to get rid of that supply is to trade with them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that, evident, that is evident in the volume. So because volume is buying and selling. Okay. So we know buying is coming in. We know it's aggressive. How do we know it's aggressive? You've got all these white candles. Yeah. We know the selling is getting kicked out because of the volume. So that's good. I would wait for a pullback. So this would be, it'd be super speculative. Buy my short-term trends obviously starting to turn up. Um, what would it, it need to get to? Um, I think. Before you buy it. Well, look, it, it could it could come back to maybe a, a dollar twenty. Right. You know, between one one ten and one twenty might and be the level. And if it bounced on that. Um, yeah, let's see it bounce first. So don't just buy it because it gets to that level. Yeah. See it sort of bounce off that level, yeah. and then you could you could pick up a parcel. But hey, we're talking spec buy here. Right. Oh yeah, you're not absolutely. <laughs> don't put your house on it. Look at that, twelve dollars thirty-five. Are oh, you going to buy down, back in? Down to fifty. That's cents. the that's the big question. No. <laughs> that's what everybody wants I mean, to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's why I'm like because you know it's a favourite. It's yeah. highly followed on Ausbiz. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are looking at it, but again, we have too much emotion. 
as individual investors. That's why yeah, I get you blokes in. I wouldn't touch it with my worst enemy's money, to be honest. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it has zero interest for me. Right. But look, but you know, there, there is ways to, to make which, money out of it. No, it's a, te- a, a technical analysis, yeah. chart play. Yeah. I, no. I, but I'm certainly fund, from a fundamental standpoint, you, 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 it's a lottery. So All right. I'd, I'd be watch, following uh, Carl's. Watch, yeah. watch Kogan as well. Watch Kogan as well. Okay. Kogan's well, speaking of zero, you brought it up. Uh, zero is bounced a bit. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the small business software. Uh, We've been dollar averaging in zero. Oh, we, have you? Yeah, yeah but just yeah, look, because a lot of clients are really keen on it. So yeah. instead of, you know, and it still has a very high PE, so it's, yeah. and they're, they're quite fixed on, on wanting to buy it. So we've just basically tried to break it up into <laughs> and five all, or six clips. They're all and, small business owners like I am and well, use the accounting try, package. <laughs> Trying to, trying to get back their money. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. They have put up their prices too. All right, uh, let's recap the uh, final five stocks. Uh, Viva, uh, a no from Marcus Sell from uh, Carl. Uh, Max7, no. Um, both say good business, but ProMedicus just is the uh, is the leader in that market and why would you go anywhere else? Uh, Incitec, uh, a buy from Carl, a hold, uh, a, a buy from Mark, hold from Carl, uh, the chart has Orica um, as yeah. probably a better bet in that space. Uh, DGL a no from both and Virgin Money uh, no from Mark and a sell from Carl. Uh, guys, terrific fun today. Uh, Mark, always yeah. good, good to have you on board and uh, Carl, always Thanks, great Joshua. to have you here in the flesh. It's You'll terrific. have me back? Yeah, hop. <laughs> anytime you're back. Anytime you're back. Might have to get Good another to desk for that computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Reinforcement. <laughs> Give me a projector on it. Yeah, yeah. It was just terrific. Uh, if you've got any stocks you want me to put to our expert panels, um, just put them in an email to me um, to uh, the call at osbiz.com.au and uh, uh, using Twitter handle at osbiztv. You can check out all the stocks in the calls portfolio, osbiz.co forward slash Portfolio. We've got small caps coming up after the break, and then a whole heap of things on Ausbiz. Everyone is reporting at the moment. You get it first here. Don't go away. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 